Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 271 coming at you here. We have had so much content this week between our Rams roundtable with Ian and Paul, two Rams-Steelers crossover segments, just now getting to our Rams up straight up week seven picks, and our power rankings, which I actually concocted before the Jaguars win, and that worked out well for my rankings, as you shall see. And I also have my Ram Steelers preview. And at the end here, a little bit about one of the more prolific Ram haters out there. Need to share one bit of news. Kyron Williams has indeed been put on IR. So he is out until the week 12 game at Arizona. Quite the bummer. Hey, you heard Tom's crossover segment about this Rams-Steelers game. Now it's time for my preview. Game history between these two teams. Rams lead 15, 
wins, 10 losses, two ties, even though the Steelers have won four straight. There was a time the Rams led this series 12 wins, one loss, and two ties. That's because a lot of fans don't realize before the Chuck Knoll era, the Steelers were one of the saddest sports franchises in the country. Last time they played in Pittsburgh, Steelers won 17-12. That was November 10th, 2019. That game got started with a bang for the Rams. Dante Fowler returned a fumble for a TD 14 seconds into the game. But later on, Minka Fitzpatrick, a 43-yard fumble return. I remember that was a real ugly game. Goff threw two interceptions. Rams turned the ball over another time as well. Any games that should be mentioned between these two teams? Seriously? Well, it has to be the 1979 Super Bowl January 20th, 1980, at the Rose Bowl, Steelers 31, Rams 19. That was a painful loss. Looked like the Rams were going to win that one late, but the Steelers pulled it out. By the way, Sean McVay has beat every team in the NFL except for three teams from the AFC East, the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The odds opened at three and a half in favor of the Rams. Now down to three. I don't know if that's due to Kyron Williams being out. I thought this spread would be a little lower given that the Steelers are coming off a bye, but the odds makers have stuck with Rams minus three. Weather should be in the mid-70s. That could be to the Rams' advantage. What have the Steelers done this year? Well, they're three and two. It's kind of weird how they got there. They don't deserve to be three and two, to be quite honest. They were blown out by the 49ers and the Texans got a gift win from the Ravens, and then they also edged the Browns and the Raiders. So far, they're really poor on offense and defense. 29th in total offense. They played some really good defenses. In fact, they've played the top three defenses, Cleveland, Baltimore, and San Francisco. They're 30th in total defense, giving up 144 yards rushing a game. Boy, it'd be nice to have Kyron, but hey, I think Zach Evans and Miles Gaskin are going to surprise us. Although, as I mentioned yesterday, a lot of people think it's not going to be so much Miles Gaskin and maybe not even Zach Evans. Could be more Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson. Really don't know. Players of note. Well, their quarterback is Kenny Pickett, five TDs and four interceptions. He's kind of up and down. I thought he was going to really take a step forward, but he hasn't. Running back Najee Harris. 3.9 yards per carry, still looking for his first TD. Pretty good receiving core. Deontay Johnson, he was just pulled off of IR. It sounds like he's going to be a go. And then second-year receiver George Pickens, both had over 800 yards receiving last year. Tight end Pat Freermuth was supposed to be back, but he's back on the injury report nursing a hamstring injury, so he may not go. On defense, they have T.J. Watt, who has eight sacks already. He did not practice on Thursday with a heel injury, but he was a full go on Friday, so it appears he is good to go. Other players of note, they got lots of studs on defense. Linebacker Alex Highsmith, already mentioned Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick, who had the fumble return for a touchdown four years ago. Safety, Keanu Neal, and they brought in cornerback Patrick Peterson. Man, that guy's been around forever. They also brought in two guards, Isaac Siamalo from the Eagles and Nate Herbig from the Jets. Ram and SoCal Connections. Well, they have Allen Robinson at wide receiver, and the Rams, remember, have two ex-Steelers 
a kilo witherspoon and our starting right guard kevin dotson who has been playing extremely well now i got an email from a diehard steeler fan who will be at the game and he shared some thoughts he said it would be interesting how they come out of this bye week They have been having some real issues on offense, and the fan base is blaming Matt Canada. Everybody wants him fired. The running game has been non-existent. This guy, this Steeler fan, has no confidence in that the offense can consistently move the ball against anybody. So it's going to be up to the Steeler defense to create splash plays, and I agree. That's why it's so important if T.J. Watt can go or not. A couple of sacks, maybe a fumble, a turnover. If the Steelers are going to win this game, that might be what it takes. In the Steelers' three wins, according to this Steeler fan, in the three wins, the defense kept them in the game, and in two of them outright won the game in spite of a dreadful offense. His opinion is the key for the Rams will be keeping Stafford clean and eliminating pressure from Watt and Highsmith. If they do that, Stafford and Cup will take them apart. He says the game will go one of two ways. If it's a close, grinded-out, tough-to-score type of game, the Steelers might win a close one, something like 20-17. to If it isn't close and the Steeler defense can't create splash plays, it'll be similar to the 49ers and Texans' losses. His prediction, I was surprised to hear this, 27-10 to Rams. He's not showing a lot of confidence in the Steelers right now. Of course, the Rams have their own issues, Ernest Jones nursing a knee injury, Laurel Murchison as well, and that explains why he was inactive last week, perhaps. First time I heard of it, and of course, Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers both out, and defensive back, you could call him our number two cornerback, Darion Kendrick, potentially out, having been arrested early Monday morning. Sounds like he could still play, which would surprise me, so we'll have to see on that. If he doesn't, could be Sean Jolly, could be Duke Shelley. The Rams added Shelley the other day, by the way. Maybe even a little bit of Trey Tomlinson. Rams aren't saying, so we won't know until close to game time. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, fearsome key number one, I'm going to echo what my Steeler fan neighbor said. Limit Steeler splash plays on D. Let them have their sacks. Yeah, they're going to get them but no turnovers, please. Here's some key number two, kind of the same deal. The one thing I'm worried about our young running backs, Zach Evans especially, is ball security. No turnovers, please. Trying to make an impression. I get it. Ball security is number one, though. Here's some key number three. You know, we've been going up against some really evasive quarterbacks, and that has hurt our sack numbers. We've been getting pressure, but it's pretty tough to sack Jalen Hurts and Anthony Richardson and Joshua Dobbs and even Brock Purdy gets rid of the ball so quickly. Pickett's a little bit different. He's going to try to extend plays, but he's not as evasive and as creative as these other guys. They fluster him and get to him, maybe force a turnover or two. They're going to need to do that. Maybe they don't need to do that. Maybe they win this by 30. I don't know. But if you can fluster Pickett and get to him a little bit, That will seal the deal for the Rams, I think. And fearsome key number four, the Rams' second cornerback. Who's it going to be? They're going to come at us with George Pickens and Deonta Johnson. We have Witherspoon. Kobe Durant's going to be playing the slot most likely. Maybe Kendrick plays, but 
if he does, is his head going to be in the right place? Sean Jolly, can he handle those duties? Duke Shelley? Trey Tomlinson? Someone's going to have to get it done. Hopefully someone can get it done. How well that second cornerback plays could be a deciding factor if it's a close game. Let's make sure it's not close. How about that? And I'm going to add a fifth one. We got to keep the crowd out of it. There's going to be a lot of Steeler fans there. We can't deny that, right? There's a lot of Steeler fans in greater Los Angeles. Steelers come out here once every eight years, possibly more often, but more likely that's how often it's going to be. And they're going to show up as they should. But let's keep them out of the game. Put up 14 points. Get up on these Steelers. Quiet the crowd and have a nice, relaxing second half. Hey, and 60 minutes of football would be nice, too. A good first half, a solid second half to close the deal. And that's what I'm predicting. I think the Rams are going to really frustrate the Steelers in the red zone if and when they get down there. Going to force some field goals. Rams are going to get into the end zone. One way or another, probably through the air would be my guess. After have to run the ball a little bit, of course, but... I think the Rams put 24 up on the Steelers and win 24 to 16. That's my prediction. Rams move to four and three and then move on to Dallas where they play another team coming off a bye. How messed up is that? But hey, got to play with the cards you're dealt. It's an unfair deck. Makes it all the more important the Rams win this one before they head off to Dallas. Rams 24, Steelers 16. That is my prediction. Time for my Rams Up Straight Up Week 7 Game Picks. Matt could not join me this time. Hope to have him back next week. He has provided some inputs and helped me make some of these selections. I'll point those out as we go. Before we get into this, I wanted to point out where I think Ram fans' rooting interest should be. Now, granted... Rooting does not change the outcome of games, obviously, but it's still good to know which outcomes benefit the Rams and which ones do not. So, again, this is sort of a path to the playoffs uh, tangent here. There are going to be four divisional champions in the NFC advancing to the playoffs. Those are what will most likely be, at this point, the Lions, 49ers, Eagles, and pick a team from the NFC South. Probably the Bucks uh, have a leg up right now, followed by the Saints and Falcons. I think any one of those three could end up uh, winning that division. And then, of course, there'll be three wild cards. And in order of likelihood right now, the three teams that I would pencil in right now would be the Cowboys, Seahawks, and Rams, but the Commanders, the Packers, and a team, another team from the NFC South, if the Bucks win that division, maybe the Saints or Falcons make some noise and push for a wild card. So keep that in mind uh, week to week as we move forward. And I'm not completely counting out a couple of other teams. Well, actually, maybe I am. We'll, we'll get to that another day. But there are my Rams up straight up picks for week six. Doing pretty good, hanging with the so-called experts from what I have seen comparing to other results across the web. Let's go through these game picks here. Now the Jags at the Saints, that one's in the bag. We uh, Matt and I both picked the Jags. I think that was pretty much a consensus pick across the board, although the Saints almost pulled it out, didn't they? And that, again, is a good result for the Rams. Um 
an AFC team beating a supposed NFC contender, that works in the Rams' favor. And by the way, I'm saving the most interesting games for the end here. Um, Bills at the Patriots, that's kind of a no-brainer. I'm still waiting for one week. Bill Belichick and his genius, uh, his knowledge on the defensive side of the ball uh, helps his team pull out a win against a better team, but I'm giving up on the Patriots at this point. Uh, I'll take the Bills pretty easily at New England. Commanders at the Giants. Um, Sam Howell versus who? Sam Howell's playing really well. We talked about this on one of our pods. Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley, both questionable as I record this. So that means uh, Tyrod Taylor and Matt Breida. Um, I don't know. I really like the commanders. They have a pretty good defense. Sam Howe is playing really, really well. And this is a game where we actually might prefer the Giants to win. The Giants are going, on, going nowhere. Uh, the commanders have a shot at a wild card. I know it's early, but right now, you know, they're they're going to be, you know, if, if we feel like the Rams have a shot, we have to then Commanders fans are going to feel like they have a shot as well at this point. And it could come down to a tiebreaker between the Rams and Commanders at this point. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Next up, we have the Falcons at the Buccaneers. This is a. Uh... Again, that's going to weed out, um, possibly weed out the Falcons as serious contenders. If, if uh, the Buccaneers handle them pretty easily, um, then that would tell us a lot about that division. Um, Desmond Ritter has really been struggling, and Baker Mayfield uh, overthrew a couple of deep passes last week, which would have helped his team immensely. But so... I don't know, both coming off a loss. I'll take the Buccaneers at home. Browns at the Colts. So could this be a trap game for the Browns coming off a big win over the Eagles and then they go on the road to take on a Colts team that's without their starting quarterback. So it's going to be Gardner Minshew, who it seems to be great coming off the bench, not so great as a starter and a really good Browns defense. So... Jonathan Taylor, he's back last week, eight rushes for 19 yards. Really solid Colts offensive line. I don't know. To me, everything points to the Browns. I see some people picking an upset here, but I'm going to stick with the favorite, the Browns. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Um, Cardinals, man, they, you know, one minute they look like, uh, hey, this is a pretty good football team. Aren't we surprised? And then, you know, the second half against the Rams, that was a pretty dreadful performance. Or are the Rams just a lot better than we think. Uh, but I'll take the Seahawks at home. Uh, Cardinals going to have, you know, actually that could be a closer game than you think. You never know with these two teams. But uh, I think with the home field advantage and uh, the Cardinals, you know, just can't, put together kind of like the Rams can't put together a solid 60 minutes of football. So the Seahawks bounce back with a win there. Packers at the Broncos. Is this an unappealing game or what? Uh, I think uh, the Packers figure it out on the road. And this is another game. We should be pulling for the Broncos. If the Broncos were to knock off the Packers, that's a really good thing for the Rams and Cardinal Seahawks, by the way, we should be pulling for the Cardinals in that one. But taking the Packers and Jordan Love over the Broncos and Russell Wilson, man, I, I don't think I'm going to watch that game at all. Chargers at the Chiefs. Now, these two teams, you know, they play. Uh, it's usually must-see TV when these teams play. And I think the Chargers are going to give them a fight. Uh, you know, they played a really good defense, Cowboys defense, last week. They come back this week on the road to play. the. I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Chargers win this game, but I got to pick the Chiefs. 49ers at the Vikings. And the 49ers are banged up, not practicing uh, as of Thursday, not practicing Aaron Banks, Dre Greenlaw, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Trent Williams. That's a pretty good chunk of players, of important players on this 49ers roster. I'm still picking the 49ers, another game where I would not be surprised if the Vikings pulled out the win at home. 
you know, they, they're without Justin Jefferson still, so that's the difference. If they had Justin Jefferson, I might even lean on the Vikings here. Raiders at the Bears. This is going to be Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Badgent. Uh, Justin Fields could end up playing, but right now it doesn't look good. If Justin Fields plays, I take the Bears. If he doesn't, I take the Raiders. And I'm going to guess he doesn't play, so I'll take the Raiders in this one. This is another game where between this game and the Packers-Broncos, not real excited to see that. Now the final two games and then the Rams game, the Lions at the Ravens, a possible Super Bowl preview. Uh, the Lions are the better uh, balanced team, offense, defense. But the Ravens, you know, they're well coached. They have, uh, I think their defense is second ranked right now. Lions up there too. This could end up being a pretty low scoring game. Jared Goff has just been playing lights out. You've seen all the all the stuff on social media the last 16, 17 games. Looks like statistically the best quarterback in the league. I know he isn't. I know he isn't. Certainly top 10, though, top five, perhaps. Uh, the Jared Goof narrative has been erased, hopefully. But I'm going to take the Ravens at home. When in doubt, take the home team. And I'm kind of going to do the same thing for the other potential Super Bowl preview, the Dolphins at the Eagles. This this would be this is going to be a really fun game, and it would be an excellent Super Bowl. Hey, if the Rams aren't there, I'm probably going to be pulling for this matchup. And this is a bad time to be catching the Eagles coming off that loss to the Browns. Um, they're going to bounce back, and they're at home. So I'm going to take the Eagles. Would not be surprised if they lost. Would not be surprised at all. And the final game, Steelers at the Rams. Um, Steelers are banged up a little bit. For a team coming off a bye, more banged up than you'd expect. Uh, they're tight. They hope to get their tight end back. That's not going to happen, Pat Freermuth. And, you know, then T.J. Watt comes up with a sore heel on Thursday. Do not see the um, the updated injury report for Friday. So we'll find out more about that. I'm posting this on the YouTube channel on Friday. Might get this uh, up on the pod later, in which case I will update it based on the injury reports. But I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I think... The Steeler offense is going to struggle against the, this defense the way they're playing. Hey, Darion Kendrick could actually play, I guess. That would surprise me. That's going to put Sean McVay uh, in a tough spot trying to explain that to a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't have enough information. I certainly think, you know, to be driving around Hollywood at 2 in the morning with a gun in your car after, you know, a big win the, the previous day, hours earlier, really, doesn't make any sense. What are you doing, Darion? But again, uh, that's all I really know about it, so I'm not going to pass judgment on him. The Rams will take all the information they have and make a decision. And, um, you know, the running back situation, that's going to be interesting I was leaning towards Zach Evans and Miles Gaskin as getting the primary touches. I seem to be in the minority as far as Gaskin goes, so I could end up being wrong there. Maybe it's going to be more Royce Freeman. Uh, I'd really be surprised if Daryl Henderson uh, was even active for this game, but hey, maybe he will be. 
Uh, and it's wise of the Rams to kind of keep that on the low down. Uh, why give away any information to the opposition? So uh, obviously the Rams, I think the Rams win, uh, you know, not, it's not going to be a runaway, a blowout, but they're going to win comfortably. Um, I think my prediction was, uh, I think my upcoming prediction is 23-16, something like that, 24-16. I think that's what I had it as. So there you have it. Those are my week seven picks. Doing pretty good overall so far. We'll do this again next week. Hopefully have Matt back on. It's a lot more fun when he's on board. That's my Rams up straight up week seven picks. Got my week seven power rankings here for you. And before I get started, as always, are there any teams that we are going to tell? Thank you for participating. Your season is over. See you next year. Yeah, I got two more teams. We already had the Panthers, Bears, and Broncos. Uh, Broncos, uh, the Bears showed a little bit of life, and then they bounced back with a loss after losing Justin Fields. Uh, Broncos and Panthers, yeah, they're done, right? Two more teams I'm adding, the Cardinals and the Giants, both uh, lost again. And their seasons are over. Uh, I I think everybody's got a shot week zero. Uh, these five teams have no shot. Their seasons are over. So uh, we won't be talking uh, much about them moving forward, except for this segment where we remind you whose seasons are over. So what do my week seven power rankings look like? Well, first, I'm going to tell you who's in the green room. Our Los Angeles Rams just outside looking in. Um, I've seen them in, in other power rankings as high as 12, as low as 22, I think. So the experts, as they call themselves, are all over the map. I think I'd probably have them around 15 or so. Uh, they're pretty dinged up. So right now I'd have trouble elevating them to number 12. But man, they have looked good at times. Just need to put together a full 60 minutes of football. I also have the Seahawks, Jets, and Bengals right there. Um, all of them on the outside looking in. And my number 10 team, and they are the new entry to the top 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 4-2. and two. They bumped the Bucks. Jags in, the Bucks out. The Bucks lost uh, pretty convincingly, a pretty convincing win by the Lions over the Bucks, so the Bucks are out. And uh, the Jags, 4-2, and two take on, uh, they travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. My number nine team, the Browns, and... You know, I was tempted to move the Browns up, uh, to move the Browns under the Jags, move the Jags to nine, then the Browns to 10. But how can you do that after the Browns just knocked off the undefeated uh, 49ers? So I'm leaving them at nine. And remember, they didn't have Deshaun Watson. So um, do not slight the Cleveland Browns. My number eight team, the Ravens, uh, four and two, they Knocked off the Titans, uh, played really good defensively uh, in the red zone, especially. Big game next week. They travel to Detroit. Man, that's a that's going to be must-watch TV, the Ravens at the Lions. The Cowboys bounced back from that horrible loss to the uh, 49ers and uh, edged out the Chargers. Still not convinced uh, if they're a real threat to get to the Super Bowl. I probably should have them below the Ravens, but 
you know, they played good football. They looked really good against the Chargers for the most part. Dak Prescott was on once again. They get a bye this week before playing the Rams. The Rams for two straight weeks will play teams coming off a bye. My number six team holding steady, the Buffalo Bills. They were six last week. That's what they are this week. They should probably win pretty easily at New England. Hey, you know, maybe they won't. Maybe it won't be easy on the road, divisional game. Maybe that'll be closer than we think. My number five team, the Chiefs at five and one. They host the Chargers. That's always fun football. And, you know, these last five teams at the top here could really, you know, make an argument for any one of them being number one. I just haven't seen that dynamic offense from the Chiefs that we're used to. Uh, they're, they're clearly, I think these, these top six teams, starting with the Bills on up, all of them are serious Super Bowl contenders at this point. But the Chiefs, uh, they dropped a spot. Um, not sure I can defend that, but I dropped them a spot. The Eagles dropped two spots after losing to the Jets. Uh, a really good defense figured them out and really frustrated them all game long. Another big game, Eagles-Dolphins next week. Could that be a Super Bowl preview? Very likely, very possible. And, you know, then we have the Lions at 5-1. and one. I was tempted to move them up to number one because uh, they are the one team without a blemish. Um, you know, they lost to the Seahawks. I'm not calling that a blemish. They were a little bit off that day. But, you know, where is the weakness on this team? Some still might say Jared Goff, still going to be hearing that. But, man, his numbers are pretty impressive over the last 16, 17 games. And this is another game this week, the Lions at Baltimore, that could be a Super Bowl preview. And then we have the 49ers, 5-1 and one at the Vikings. Uh, they dropped from number one to number two. And I justify that by, by really two reasons. One, they need to back off on Christian McCaffrey, giving him all these touches. They are just beating him up. And um, this is a team... Uh, kind of star-studded offense, but they lose one guy. They might be able to keep on clicking. They lose two guys. Man, they become a different team, and Brock Purdy becomes a different quarterback. And then you got the Jake Moody debacle. Uh, had a chance to win the game, and he missed it. The third-round pick, I will remind everybody, the third-round place kicker didn't get it done. And my number one team this week, the Miami Dolphins. I've been tempted to move them up to number one for a while here, and I finally did it. Um, you know, they had that really uh, poor performance against Buffalo. Now the chink in their armor is how will they perform uh, in a playoff game in cold weather? We'll have to see. We probably will see, um, but pretty pretty exciting football team. I still think they're a little short of uh, what the greatest show on turf did. Very comparable, though. Kind of different. They get it done a little differently than the greatest show on turf did. But um, I, I think the greatest show on turf had more weapons, but maybe no weapon like Tyreek Hill. So there you, ha <clears throat> there you have it. That's my top 10. Um, hey, if the Rams pull off a win this week, maybe we'll see them move up Uh into the top 10? I don't know. It'd have to be a pretty convincing win. And it's no gimme. The Steelers are going to be a tough out. And by the way, speaking of the Rams and this upcoming game, make sure you check out the podcast, uh, this morning's podcast. 
Wednesday morning podcast, our Rams roundtable with Ian Martinez and Paul Walia. These guys really know football, and we bring them on once a week to talk Rams football. Good stuff. Please check it out. Hey, as you all know, I'm not a big fan of Mike Florio. I generally avoid pro football talk because of him, Mr. Transparency, who always has such wonderful things to say about our Los Angeles Rams. I just but I do like to pop in once in a while and see what he's talking about, see what garbage he is spewing about our Los Angeles Rams. I popped in one day, first time probably in four weeks, I dared look at pro football talk. Got to monitor these guys, right? And what was Mike Florio up to? Well, he's got an article he posted, the title, Aaron Donald feels no excitement about facing his hometown team by Mike Florio. And Donald, who grew up in Pittsburgh, still trains in Pittsburgh, went to the University of Pittsburgh and grew up a Steelers fan and is still a Steelers fan. His family is full of Steelers fans, but asked, does he have any special emotions about playing the Steelers for the third time in his career? Not really, he said. Basically, he went on to say it's kind of neat to play your hometown team, but quoting, my first year, I was excited about it, but apparently not so much anymore. Donald saying he still sees plenty of Steeler players in the offseason because he works out at Pitt's facility, where he sees Steeler players practicing as well. I see those guys a lot, he said. I see Coach Tomlin out there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And Florio writes, even if he won't admit it, it adds something extra. They play once every four years. They could actually potentially play more often than that, the way the schedule works out, but at least every four years. This likely will be his last time playing them as a member of the Rams. And then Florio says, after the Rams' last Super Bowl win, Donald was considering retirement. Was he really? Florio says, there was a belief in league circles, and the circle's probably made up of Florio and his buddies, that Donald wants to get back in the vicinity of Pittsburgh at some point in his career. He was asked about that Thursday. Could he see himself finishing his career with the Steelers? Not really, Donald said. Never thought of it. Never thought about it. But no, no. And how does Florio wrap up his little article? Fine. He never thought about it. Plenty of others have. And whether it's the Steelers or some other team in the vicinity of Pittsburgh, there has been a sense since Donald got his lone Super Bowl ring that in time, he would be playing a lot closer to his hometown, if not in it. Now, I find this pretty incredible. Florio just will not let this go. He apparently is trying to wish Donald out of Los Angeles. That's what it seems like to me. Well, really unprofessional, horrible writing as far as I'm concerned. Mike Florio at his best, basically begging Aaron Donald to leave the Rams and get back to Pennsylvania. And that's not to say Donald won't end up with the Steelers at the, end, at the end of his career, and that's fine. But why this particular writer has to pound on this every few weeks, it seems like, it's really, really weird. Whatever, Mike Florio. Man, let it go, let it go, let it go. That's going to do it for this episode. 
remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.